Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare, and you found the place where we talk horses. Well, today, I'm really excited. I saw this man about 10 years ago at Equine Affair doing an exhibition, and I, quite frankly, I did not understand a lot of what was going on. But I did know that this guy really is a, an excellent observer of horses, and he's developed a whole method about making your horses become more relaxed. His name is Jim Masterson. He's developed the Masterson Method. Welcome to the show this morning, Jim. Thanks. Happy to be here. First of all, for our listeners who might not be familiar with the Masterson Method, how would you describe it? Well, it's a, it's a method of equine body work, which is equine body work runs the full range, I guess, from anywhere from equine massage or to, to acupuncture to craniosacral to even up to chiropractic. But it's a method of equine body work where we learn to read and follow what I call responses from the horse as we're doing the work to help the horse, the horse release tension in key junctions of the body that most affect performance. And that, that's the kind of the 15 second elevator speech. When I started teaching this, my wife said, you need a 15 second elevator speech so you can explain it in 15 seconds. <laughs> but at the time I was working on hunter jumpers on the show jumping circuit. And so my main clientele were performance people. And, and I worked with the U.S. endurance team for, uh, well, from the 2006 to 2014 at their World uh, world Equestrian Games or World Championships. So it was basically working on performance horses. But when I realized that this was a, a super interactive, this, this aspect of it, of learning how to read and follow what the horse's body is telling you with subtle changes in body language was a real... Um, not only an integral part of how it, it made what made it work so well, but it also is something that people wanted to start to learn because uh, it, once you learn what to pay attention to what your horse is telling you, it changes the whole relationship with your horse. And, and, and it was also teachable. People could learn to do this without learning, you know, tons of anatomy and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, early on, I learned that if you release tension in, in three key junctions of the body, the pole atlas, the neck shoulder withers, and the high, uh, hind end, the sacral lumbar sacroiliac junction, these junctions get torqued or, or kind of twisted. When you get those to let go, it just relax. You can make a big change in the horse. So that was the elevator speech was about reading the responses of the horse and following those to release tension in these junctions that improve performance. But it's grown to be beyond that because uh, uh, it just does so much more for the horse than just improved performance. And it does a lot more for the the relationship between the owner or the person doing the work and, and the horse. How did you develop the Masterson method? I mean, what was the underlying motivation for you to even start looking at trying to find tension in, in horses and then relieving that tension? Well, it's interesting because I never was really interested in that at all. And I don't have any, I didn't have any training. But I was grooming hunter jumpers on the show circuit for a show barn that was based here in Iowa where I lived. But they were showing all over, mostly the Midwest and the East Coast. So I was uh, I was grooming them on the road and uh, hauling them from show to show and grooming for the trainer. And uh, I noticed, you know, just a few th- key things when certain people were coming in and working on the horses. These changes in the horse's behavior, subtle ones anywhere from something as simple as the blinking or twitching or, or the breathing changing all the way up to, which I learned from this pretty amazing old guy from New Zealand, 
how to read the larger responses in the horse, such as yawning and um, repeated snorting and things. So I was kind of attracted to it by that that reading the horse part. And since I was working in that and that field of you know the performance field, that's where I started, and that's kind of the direction it went. So and and I just came across it just by being observant and. And it's interesting by being uneducated. If if I had been trained in doing to do something, you know, massage or acupressure or something, right. anything like that, I would have, I might have missed what the horse was saying because I would would have been doing what a book said or somebody taught, trained me to do. Right, you might have been a little prejudiced against that. Type. A little prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> I might have been looking for the wrong thing. So that's how I got started. I just started messing with it once I learned these saw these little things to look for and then i learned you know from a few key people like there was this um this older horse chiropractor from new zealand who he'd been working on horses for 40 years and he was he he lived in the state at the time uh that the vets on the east coast that were that were working on our show horses would bring out from california to work on the horses there and he'd learned from some other old guy who'd been doing it for 40 years in new zealand and he he used really long lever, you know, forceful adjustments, which I don't use, but, um, and I don't do adjustments, but he got amazing results and he really paid attention to what the horse was telling him. For example, after he did an adjustment, he would step back to see what the horse had to say, he called it. And if the horse dropped its head, it would look a little dazed for a little while, you know, and then it would start yawning repeatedly. That was a sign that he got a good adjustment. Hmm. So that was kind of key for me. I really wanted to start learning more about that. So I would follow him around. I I didn't train with him. He didn't train people, but I followed him around whenever he was in our area. But then another key thing that kind of hooked up was that our barn was at a, a horse show in Estes Park, Colorado, and our trainer hired um, these two gals to massage our horses. They did equine sports massage, and they started with this technique, a simple technique that anybody can learn that we have on our website running their hand really lightly down the, the bladder meridian, which is an acupuncture meridian, which kind of follows the top line of the horse. They would run their hand down before they started massaging the horse really gently just to relax the horse. And I noticed as they were doing this, these little blinks, the horse would blink. I mean, it was definite blink. It wasn't just at a fly. And I could tell the horse was feeling something at that point. So I did it and I would run my hand down and if I got a blink, I would go back over that spot and I got a blink at the same exact spot. Then that meant something. The horse, there was a correlation between what I was doing and the horse was doing. So I just stayed there and did nothing, no pressure or anything because I wasn't trained to do anything. And if I waited long enough, a lot of times the horse would drop its head and drop its head and drop its head. And then it would just start to yawn and shake its head and yawn repeatedly. And so that was a connection between what this other old guy was watching for and, and what, uh, and that blink. So the horse, if you're keeping his attention on something long enough in a way that it can't brace against it, it will start to release it. And you just have to follow the signs and, and, and trust them. So those two key things kind of really got me interested. And I just started experimenting with it. And it, it developed into this type of body work that, that I do now and teach. Wow. And for the average recreational rider, does their horse develop tension in certain areas as well? Well, I guess the best answer to that is for somebody to find out for themselves by doing this on their horse. And they'll see, if they have a little patience and try this, um, they'll be, be able to see what their horse is telling them, where it might have tension and when it lets go. And they'll be able to see where 
in their horse's body, there's tension. And unless your horse is, hasn't been doing anything his whole life and has really good feet and really good teeth and has a really, and has a, has had a well-fitting saddle and has a rider that hasn't um, put a lot of pressure on the horse, you're probably going to find stuff because uh, simple things like feet, hoof imbalance. It doesn't even have to be bad feet, hoof imbalance. But if they do have the foot issues, they're definitely going to have tension in their body in certain areas of the body. Uh, dental is a big one I've learned over the years. Um, saddle fit, confirmation, what the horse's job is. And sometimes just the uh, a trail, if, you know, when we work on horses that are in um, trail riding, trail riding operations, just mm-hmm. going in a straight line with a, a saddle that may fit, that may not fit, and with a rider on their back that may be balanced, may not be balanced, just if they've been doing that for 10 years, they're going to be the same as we are. They're from repetitive motion. They're just going to stiffen up in certain ways from not getting the range of motion and the movement that maybe an athlete might get. So you have a kind of a, an evaluation type of, oh, what's yeah. the word I'm trying to look for? You, you kind of put your hands on them to evaluate where they might have some issues in their yeah, body? So- yeah, so we have a couple of evaluation techniques that we teach to our practitioners, but the, the basic one that anybody can do with their horse is that, that bladder meridian technique that I was uh-huh. describing, using no pressure at all, what I call air gap pressure. So when I started teaching that, I had to come up with kind of district descriptions of the level of the pressure because it can go from absolutely no pressure to almost as much pressure as you can put on the horse with your hands when you're working on it. But the key is you're always staying underneath the horse's brace, natural bracing response. So... The bladder meridian technique is that you put your fingers up behind the, the ears on the pole and using no pressure, just barely touching the hair, slowly go down along the, this line that just goes off the top line of the horse. And as you're doing that, you watch the horse's eye. And if the horse blinks at any point, he's telling you he's feeling something there, but he's not yet breaking against it. And if you stay there and do nothing, and it might take 10 seconds, it might take a minute. You stay there and do nothing. At some point, if the horse has tension there, he'll he'll start to lick and chew, uh, drop his head, maybe shake his head, snort and sneeze, or start yawning. So these are the signs that he's releasing tension. So you have a simple way of finding where the horse might have tension and helping him release it and knowing when it's releasing. So that's that's the simplest way to evaluate your horse. And you'll notice where in the body and on which side because the tension doesn't build up, you know, evenly. You'll notice where the horse is telling you it has, has tension and releasing it. And it, it does. It sounds like it's a little bit counterintuitive because you're putting as light a pressure on the horse as possible. Where, you know, you and I go in for a massage, and sometimes we'll uh, we'll, we'll tell the masseuse, "Hey, just really kind of loosen up those knots in in my shoulder, right. for example." Yeah. But with the horse, you're you're saying air gap pressure, so that's. You know, that's it's really counterintuitive. It's about as light as you can touch a horse. Is that right? Yeah. If it's not working, you you actually probably putting too much pressure. You got to lighten up. And so, Uh you know, if you're resting your fingers there, nothing's happening where you got to blink. What you do next and and the horse is just standing there and not doing anything. You soften your hand. You lighten up even more and he'll blink again. And that means he's feeling it. So it's super counterintuitive. And the reason is because you're getting the horse's nervous system to release the tension rather than you doing it. You're not, you know, mechanically uh, separating muscle fibers and with that technique. And, and so what's happening is 
the horse has a certain level of sympathetic activity, meaning the sympathetic is the fight, flight, or freeze. So they, they block out tension and discomfort in the wild because if they show that, then they become a target. You know, if they immediately start kind of dragging a foot or right. limping or a little off, then they're going to be a target. So they, there's a certain amount of that survival response that's blocking it out. And so if you stay light enough and look closely enough as you go down that line, they'll give you a sign that that's where they're holding some tension. And if you stay light enough on that long enough, then that, that survival response starts to let go. And the parasympathetic, which is the, the regenerative part of the horse's autonomous nervous system, that starts to take over and they'll start to release the tension on their own. So it's, it's the counterintuitive part is that if you put pressure on the horse, they block, they just brace it internally, block it out. And if you back off the pressure, that's when they let it go. What is one of the most remarkable turnarounds you've seen using this method in a horse? I, there have been so many that I can't even, like, remember <laughs> all, you know, it's just, and not just me. I get emails from people all the time that just go on the website or on YouTube, our YouTube channel, watch the video on the Vladimirian and go practice it on their horse. And then I get these emails where their horse had been just not quite right for years and years and years. It may have had a fall in the past or it might have pulled back when people hard tie the horse and they pull that bit back, they can jam up the vertebra at the top of the neck. And the horse just hadn't been right for years and years and years. And they do this simple technique and it just, their horse just lets it go. And so I, I hear that all the time. I was at one uh, at a clinic in California a few years ago and I worked on uh, one horse who was similar. This was a jumper though. And it just had been getting worse and worse and worse for the lady. It was almost like she, it was just so difficult for her to ride the horse because it would, it just got worse and worse in its behavior. And when I worked on um, the mare and I did a lot of work on her, she let something go in her thorax and her trunk. And I asked her, had she been in any, ever fallen or been in a trailering accident or went into anything? And she said she couldn't remember that she had, but there's a video somewhere on, on our YouTube or on our website and the horse's name was Whisper. And when that horse let go, she just almost buckled and fell over. And you can see the video of the horse just trying, staggering, trying to keep its feet. So that's wow. one I remember because somebody was videotaping it on their phone. So, but that would be an example. And you get these types of results with just the very first treatment? Yeah, with that, with that particular horse, it took a lot more. Uh-huh. You can get really good results just with that simple Vladimirian technique, which is what we start with. So th- this is something that the average horse owner can learn, or do you need to have a, a knowledgeable practitioner to, to do it? So, so that Vladimirian technique is something that anybody can go on the video. It's so, it's so, it's so simple, it's almost hard to explain. So, <laughs> And I can send you a link when we're done here to it. It's a 17-minute video on how to do the Vladimirian technique. It's just for, right. you know, we just put it up there because I want people people to do this with their horses you know that's the point and then if they want to learn more then they can come back and learn more but it's so it's so simple that you you almost can't do it wrong you know you can only do it better oh that that's what i need something that i can't screw up (laughs) yeah i bet even you could do it (laughs) (laughs) so and then the other techniques you know there's a whole sort of we did we teach weekend uh, workshops to owners we have a book Beyond Horse Massage and a DVD to teach owners how to do more techniques than that. Awesome. And some of them require a little more, you know, the techniques in the book and DVD, you can go practice and, and uh, learn on your horse. 
But if sometimes if a horse has a lot of issues, you probably won't be able to get through with all of these techniques. Um, we have a certification program and we have pra- certified practitioners all over the country and all, actually all over the world. I think we have 300 and, you know, 350 practitioners all over the world that, and they're on our website too. And they're all over the state. So if you have a horse that you suspect there might be something going on with, and you can't find what it is, or even just to, like you said, find out what's going on with your horse, you can contact one of our certified practitioners off of our website. And they can show you and work with you too. They 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 love to teach the practitioners. They I mean we have instructors too, but the, if a practitioner comes to work on your horse, they can't help but show you how to do some things. Right, right. Yeah, yeah we'll actually worked on a couple of our horses here. It's a fascinating process to watch to see how he runs his hands over the horse, and then just looking for those signs of uh, release. It's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the horse has been kind of standing around doing nothing all day. So you're going, hey, how tense can you be? But they do, they, <laughs> they, they build up that stuff, right? Well, they do. They build up tension in their body from, well, they're just like humans, you know, and except the only difference is they can't tell you when something's starting to get sore. The only way they tell you is misbehaving. And a lot of time we interpret that as misbehaving. And so we just correct the behavior. But when we start to get sore and stiff, we can do something about it. We can go get help with the horse. They're programmed to just block it out. Um, and then eventually it gets to the point where they can't block it out anymore. They either can't move the way you want them to or they want to, or they start to go lame too. The, and the tension doesn't build up, you know, evenly in their body. It builds up unilaterally. It's like, you know, most horses I've found after working on so many horses is that they, they have a stronger diagonal. And so they'll get more tension in, for example, the right front and the left hind on that diagonal. And you might hear mm-hmm. it sometimes at the trot where you'll hear the, which is a 2B gate, you'll hear a pluck, pluck, pluck. You hear the heavier kind of right. um, beat. And and they, they don't tell you, they can't tell you about it. So, you know, the other, the other techniques that we use as practitioners involve movement. And even in, you know, horse owners can do, do a lot of these techniques from the Beyond Horse Massage book. But they're... It's about, it involves movement of certain joints and junctions and muscles in a relaxed state. When you move a joint or a junction in the horse through a range of motion in a relaxed state, that's where the, the horse can feel the tension. And that's how the horse releases the tension by when you move it through a range of motion in a relaxed state. So there are kind of movement techniques and there are very light techniques that, that go together. And, the, and there's not like a set, like a start it. Uh, a and go to Z. It's like you start at A or B and then you see what the horse tells you along the way where you're going to go. So it's really a interactive process. Oh, that's very cool. And when you do some weekend clinics, you use a horse trainer as well. So you've been doing some clinics with Mark Rashid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we got together a few years ago. So we do our weekend, regular weekend work uh, seminar workshops at a barn with horses and people register for the clinic and they come or the seminar and they come and the instructor gives them hands-on training and how to do some of these techniques for their own horses. But Mark at Rashid and I got together a few years ago and decided to do this joint clinic because he's got such a good eye for movement in the horse and, and stiffness or bracing in the horse's body, whether it's from pain or just from restriction from not soreness, but just over time things tighten up people would bring horses to his clinic to help to get help with him for a problem 
And if he recognized that there was some physical discomfort in the horse that was interfering with what the rider was asking the horse to do, he'd say, you need to have this horse worked on, you know, Mm -hmm. and before, you know, I'll work with you. And he said he got tired of sending away maybe 30 or 40% of his people who came to him (laughs) because he recognized there was a physiological component to this. His wife became certified in the Masterson Method, and he he did the advanced course himself. And we decided to get together and do a clinic where the rider will come in with the horse. We'll listen to what they want to work on. We'll watch the horse go, and we talk about what it is we're seeing in the horse's movement, what might be interfering with what the rider's asking. And it can range from anything from tension in the body to poor saddle fit to dental issues to whatever. And then I'll work on the horse, and then the next day they'll come back and do a lesson with Mark. It's really been fascinating because I learn a lot of these too. When you take what he has to offer and what I have to offer and put it together, and we talk about it, and the auditors are there, it's like it's pretty educational. It's got to be great seeing so many different kinds of horses. There's got to be just tons of different problems that arise, and and just observing that many different horses has got to be a great experience. Yeah, it is. It's just like an ongoing education all the time. And and back to your point of, you know, why would my horse have anything going on? You know, I really don't do a lot with him or he, I, he's not, he's sound, you know, but you don't know till you, till you ask, you don't know till you ask the horse what's going on. And some people, a lot of times issues that people have with horses is bending. If he won't bend one way or he bends better one way than the other, or he doesn't pick up the one canter lead as easily or as the other, or it's difficult to get him to pick up a canter lead. It's not because the horse... Uh, decided that morning, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick up the right canter lead today. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not how it works. It's because right. there's some discomfort in the horse, which is making it much easier for him to pick up the left canter lead. And so a lot of these kind of, what we look at as behavioral issues, um, bending issues, head shyness is a big one. Uh, if you are having a hard time training your horse not to be head shy, there's a physical, physiological component to it. And that's mm-hmm. the most important junction in the horse's pole and atlas junction. Um, but a lot of times we just try to train the horse through those those poor behaviors. And mm-hmm. most of the time, in my experience, there's something physical related to the poor behavior. If you're having trouble training it out of the horse, especially. Wow. Well, this has been fascinating. If people want to find out more about the Masterson Method, and, and we'll have the link to that YouTube video on the Bladder Meridian, but where mm-hmm. can they find more information about it? Well, I'm not sharing anymore. I'm tired of it. No, I, we have more. <laughs> Sorry, it costs a quarter for any more information. No, um, okay. we have a website, um, mastersonmethod.com, on our website. And, and everything we do there, we have um, uh, books and DVDs, like Beyond Horse Massage is our main one book, an instructional book, and the Beyond Horse Massage DVD. Um, I have a Light to the Core video, which is where that clip of the bottom name came from. It's all very light work and how to read what's going, what the horse is telling you with different parts of his body while you're doing that. And we have weekend seminars, which are, and I've instructed probably, we have instructors all over the country. I think we have maybe, maybe a dozen in the States and another 10 overseas, but you know, in different parts of the country where you can go to a weekend, you don't bring your horse. We, we hold them at facilities where there are horses. It, it, it works better to learn not on your own horse. If you're right. going to a seminar, if you're going to go to a seminar. You just would probably be distracted with what's going on with your horse and maybe not quite paying attention to what's being 
set yeah. and taught at their yeah music. because you're you're gonna you already have a preconception of, of your horse you know you have an if you have an agenda when you go to work on a horse the horse picks up on your agenda and they internally guard against it now some people have a lot of luck working on their own horses i personally don't you know i it's taken me years to get to the point where i can let go of my agenda that i have with my horse my mm-hmm. horses, my two Morgans, and actually work on them and get results. And I had to slow way down and go way lighter and not have a, a plan for them, you know. Right. So it's interesting. You know, you can work on your own horse, especially with these initial techniques. And then you just keep going. The way I like to do this is that, you know, I like to share as much as I can on our YouTube channel. And I, we have a lot of free uh, videos on how to do certain things and then if people want to learn more then they can do the next step and buy the dvd or the book or they both they go well together and then if that's where they want to stop fine but if they want to learn more they go to a weekend and then if they want to learn more they we have five-day advanced courses and then we have a certification program that takes between a year and two years for people that do this uh work on horses for uh you know professionally you know, my philosophy is that you just learn learn what you want to learn, and then if you want to learn more, go on from there and not, not have to kind of do the whole ball of wax at once. Right. It sounds like a pretty good program you've got set up. It sounds like the Masterson method and learning to observe what's going on in your horse is just another tool that you can have in your horsemanship tool belt. Yeah. It's amazing what it'll do with your uh, relationship and your communication with your horse. Another cool thing is once you get what the horse is telling you with its body as you're doing this, and then once the horse gets that you're getting it, that's when they really start to trust you. Once they wow. get that you're paying attention to them, like as simple as going down the bladder meridian lightly and you, and you and the horse blinks and you stop there. The horse just got that you got something. And then when if it gets too uncomfortable for the horse, you have to back off. You have to you soften, even with the movement techniques. There's no forcing through anything. Anytime the horse is bracing against your hands or just internally bracing, you have to soften in order to let the horse let that brace go. And that and often often it's a you know it's a physiological thing that they're letting go of. The the relationship with your the horse really changes. One of our instructors is a dressage judge and trainer, and when she first learned this about ten years ago, she said it changed the way she rode, her wow. feel and and what she did with her hands and her and her body as she was riding. I really appreciate you joining us on the show this morning and, and sharing those experiences and, yeah. and helping, you know, help teaching us a little bit more about horsemanship. It's really been fun. Well, my goal is for every horse on the planet to experience the bladder meridian. So the more people that just go out uh, on, on our website or, or watch the link on your site, the more that'll happen. We do have a monthly newsletter that I, that I put out. And I think people can go on and subscribe to that. It's an email newsletter if they like those kind of things. An exciting thing that's happened is two years ago, there were these two filmmakers in Southern California who made a documentary on the Mark and my Clint together. And it just was released. It's released at the end of this month. It's called A Mind Mind Like Still Water. And so on the newsletter, there's a link to where they can get it on Apple or on Amazon, but it's a really cool documentary because it's about two two students that they noticed while they were filming this clinic that they had they wanted to improve their relationships with their horse, but it didn't just have to do with their horse. It has to do with how you're going through life. You can't go through life in a braced way and expect your horse to be able to let go of the case. So 
pretty cool. So I'd encourage people to go and uh, we have a trailer on our website or at least have a newsletter on that too, on, on that, that documentary film. Most definitely. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. I'm looking at your website here. It's kind of cool. You know, there are a lot of recreational horse owners and riders out there and there's so much educational stuff on you can get online nowadays. It's really cool. So this is a good outfit for it. And this is good information. So I appreciate you sharing with us today. Also on your website, I see you have Will Friday. He's our Southern California, one of our Southern California practitioners and an instructor too. So we're trying to get some weekend seminars going in Southern California and uh, we have them in Northern California or up in the Bay Area. So if you are interested, uh, go online and, and check that out too. That sounds great. Thanks so much for joining us, Jim. You're welcome. Thanks. Nice talking to you. That will do it for another episode. Thanks to Jim Masterson for sharing his knowledge and for having a career dedicated to the welfare of horses. I think that's quite impressive. If you've never seen the Masterson Method in action, you need to check out the video of Whisper on YouTube. To learn more, check out the Masterson Method online. It will really strengthen the bond between you and your horse. To see the show notes with links and photos, go to woepodcast.com. And remember, if you have a story you'd like to share about your horse, I'd love to hear it. My email is john at woepodcast.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under the name Woe Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. As this crazy year comes to an end, I want to say thanks for all your support. You guys keep me motivated to find new and interesting content. It's difficult getting guests to commit this time of year, but I have a lot of tentative commitments for the coming year. I'm also working on improving my YouTube channel, John Hare and Horses. I hope you'll check it out and maybe even subscribe. My goal is to share as much stuff about horses and horsemanship as I can. The more we know, the better it will be for all of our horses. And for me, that's what it's all about. Stay safe and healthy. If this year's been good to you, find a horse rescue or therapeutic riding center in your community and help them out if you can. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. So until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.